Good morning, International Christian Fellowship Online Campus and all of those that call ICF Rome your family of faith, or maybe you're just joining us today for the very first time. My name is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I want to say welcome to you. If you're new to the city of Rome, I want you to feel that you are a part of the family of faith here at ICF Rome. If you're looking and watching and joining the service online, I want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for investing in your own life that your faith will grow, that you have opportunity to worship Jesus. So I invite you to lean into today's service. I want you to know that we pray over every service. I believe this year we are to be the living proof, the evidence that God is at work in each of us. I also believe that Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the living, loving proof for your life, for your miracles. So today, as you worship, ask the Lord to hear your worship, receive your worship. As you hear the ministry of the word, lean in and say to the Lord, how do you want to change my thinking? How do you want to increase my faith? How do you want to form my spiritual walk so that I can walk in victory? I'm so happy you're a part of this service today. I want you to celebrate with the worship and I want you to grow in the word of God. Enjoy today's service. Strong voices. Um, you know, this is so precious. You don't get to see all the precious moments and you don't know when the precious moments are going to happen. I mean, you know what Gigi, Mama Jen, I love to take pictures, but then a precious moment happens and I don't get it on a picture, but it will be forever in my mind. So we were sitting on the bed, me and my daughter with Titan facing us, you know, having his Mr. Titan strength of character and suddenly he goes, come in, all my girls. Come in, all my girls. I need to give you a hug. So I just want you to know that sometimes I can imagine that's how God is with us. Like, come on, babies. Let me give you a hug, even though it's been a hard day. So um, I'm just really thankful that they're here and that you're here, that I'm here. So I want you to look at somebody. I welcome the online campus right now. Look at somebody, not just mom and daughter, but someone across the way. Wave at somebody and say, I'm really glad you're here. I'm really glad you're here online. I'm glad we get to be a part of online ministry together. It is so good to be in God's house. I want us to pray. Because I shared with you last week that I have some things in my heart that I know God has asked me as your pastor to share with you as we go into this new season of spring. Amen? It's the last Sunday of March, and in case you didn't notice it, like me, you, uh, your time changed today. <laughs> so if you're feeling kind of like, what time is it? There's a reason why that's happening. Um, but it's also the first week of spring, the first week of a new season. And I believe that sometimes God wants us to see that visible evidence of who he is so that we can be the visible evidence. Amen? Last Sunday, we had an amazing service on Sunday night celebrating our men. Can we celebrate them one more time? Thank you for all of the wonderful testimonies and powerful words that were given. 
I also want to say to you online and here on campus, Easter, everybody say Easter. Okay, so April 2nd is Palm Sunday. That's the Sunday before Easter. That's next Sunday. That's seven days from now. Easter is April 9th. That's 14 days. Say 14. 14 days from now. You have 14 days to invite at least one friend. I'm challenging you. Invite a friend to join you online. You can say, you know what? We get free breakfast. Come with me. Or come with me and I'll take you to lunch after. Because as I share this message with you this morning, I also want to say that this is not just for us. Hear me. This is not just for us. Our job, our ministry, our calling, every single one of us is to be the living proof to someone else. How are you going to do that if you don't invite them to come in? How many of you, I know, I'm sure even if I didn't ask you, we come into his presence. We are greeted with each, you know, we greet one another. We sing songs, we dance, our, suddenly our heart feels better. Why would we keep that to ourselves? So I'm asking you, please. You know, sometimes when we do events, if you invite one person, maybe you get a no. But if you invite five people and you get a one, this place will be filled. Amen? So I'm asking you to invite more than one person on Easter Sunday. Not just for the free breakfast, but for the free presence of the Lord Most High. That resurrection power that's going to change someone's life. Amen? Also, many had asked for water baptism. And so we have water baptism coming up. And if you have made a new commitment to follow Jesus, the Bible says you do your first works again. And we're going to have baptism set up right here. Um, in just a couple weeks after Easter, so you need to sign up. You need to be baptized in water. It's a new season, amen? And I am providing that opportunity right here in this house with, guess what? A new baptism pool that has its own heater. Woohoo! It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. I know you like free stuff, so you can get free life and free t shirt if you sign up for baptism. (laughs) Okay, let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word that you've given me today. I thank you that we are your children, and you have given each of us an assignment and a calling to represent you in our lives. And so, Father, I pray that you will help me to share what I know you've laid on my heart Let the hearts of each one of us be open. May we be challenged to go deeper, to stretch farther, to dream bigger, to have greater faith than we ever have before. Help us not to see what we see, but help us to see what you see. And we thank you for it, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody said, amen. Well, you see on the sign, every month we have a theme. And this week is the last week of visible proof. But I put obedient proof on there because that's next month. Jesus was obedient when he went to the cross so that he could give us resurrection power. 
we are rec um, looking at and referring to every month who is God and who are we. So we know that he is Jehovah El Roy, the one who sees us. Amen? And we know that he is Adonai, which means master. Jesus even said to his own father, I commit myself into your hands when he was on that cross. Jesus said, I commit myself into your hands. So I'm asking you today, will you say to the Lord again, Father, I want you to be my master. Adonai, the one who controls everything I do. Visible proof says he sees, so we must see. He sees, so we must see. What do you see? If you're God's child, you have to stop looking at what you see in the natural. What we see in the natural can make us nervous, can make us frustrated. But when we begin to see in the supernatural, we see what God sees. Amen? That's visible proof. Somebody say amen. Visible proof says he calls, but I must answer. It's not enough to just say, oh, Jesus, I love you. And oh, Jesus, you're speaking to me. And oh, Jesus, I see you. He calls to each one of us on a daily basis, get up, do this day. I've got someone I want you to encounter, and you must give an answer for how you do the day. Visible proof says he speaks, and we must obey. I love you. I love you so much that I want to make sure that you're standing with Jesus at that time when it's your time to be at the judgment seat and you have said, I heard your call, God. I answered you. I obeyed you in my lifetime. Amen? He speaks. He speaks. I think we get it mixed up a little bit. We think... I've got all this faith, and I'm going to speak, and I'm going to tell God what to do, and he's going to obey. And then when he doesn't answer the way we think we wanted it to be answered, in the timing that we wanted it to be answered, we're frustrated, and we are weary, and we're unsure, and the enemy comes in with all those doubts. You know, I know most of you in this place love the Lord. I don't believe that you're going to walk out those doors and just do terrible, terrible sins. But the enemy will use doubt and fear and discouragement to block your faith walk. Hear me. And so if we're going to be the visible proof, then we need to say, God, you're speaking to me and I'm obeying what you're telling me. Even if I don't feel it, I'm obeying it. Amen. I know it's tough, but you can do it. Visible proof. He plans, and then we must yield to his ways. He plans, and we must yield to his ways and his timing. I have learned in my life that when I yield to the Holy Spirit, then he moves in my life. When I yield to his ways and his timing, he flows in my life. It's like when I doubt, it blocks. 
when I, when I say, I am not going to yield, I, I have this ongoing conversation with the Lord. Maybe some of you don't talk to God. Maybe you just think he's going to just come down out of heaven and just reveal himself to you, and you just sit there and waiting. I talk to God. I, I mean, from the very beginning, in Adam and Eve, he said, I want you to walk in the garden with me right? He started it from the beginning saying, I put you in this place and I want you to fellowship with me, but I have to yield to his ways. Psalm 90 verse 16 and 17 says this, may your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. Each of us have spiritual children. We may not all have birth children. But we each have spiritual children. Each of you have someone that you have poured into their life. You have witnessed to them. You have prayed with them. Think about it. May his deeds be shown and the splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us and establish the work of our hands. So this morning, I want to share with you from my heart what that means. What is the work of our hands? You see, I feel like the Lord is saying to us for this season, it's not enough for you to know what to do personally. We need to know what to do corporately, right? If you're in um, an organization, let's say you all, we were all going to work for McDonald's. Anybody ever eat at McDonald's? Raise your hand if you ever ate at McDonald's. Okay. Most everybody ate at McDonald's. Um, If you're going to work at McDonald's, you're going to see that yellow M, right? You're going to wear the McDonald's shirt. Um, You're going to have certain things on the menu that are going to be, that's how it is, right? When we are in God's organization, we have to do things that are not just for us, right? That if I love, then I have to love corporately. If I know that Jesus loves me, then I need to love others. Amen? And so I just feel like there are times when we sometimes need to be reminded. Say, I remember. We need to be reminded what God is saying to us and why. So that he can establish the work of our hands. Our vision at ICF Rome is touching one. Say it with me. Touching Italy and reaching nations. Say it again. Touching one, touching Italy, and reaching nations. Leave that up there. Here's what I want you to know. One person matters. One person matters. What if it's that one person you talk to on the bus ride here? What if it's that one person at the coffee bar that you see every Sunday morning or or in between the services? What if it's that one parent of a child that you encounter? What if it's that one colleague? Every single one matters to God. It should matter to us at ICF Rome. We want to touch Italy. We live in this beautiful country, in this beautiful city of Rome, with so much biblical heritage We must love Italy. 
God loves Italy so much that he brought all of us, many of us from different countries, to this place to shine bright. Amen? So you must love it. You must want to touch it. If you don't like pasta, you've had the wrong pasta. Because there's so many pastas. You can have tonarelli. You can have rigatoni. You can have spaghetti. You can have fettuccine. You can have um, cannelloni. You can have lasagna. You can have manicotti. You can have fettuccine. And a whole bunch of other ones on the menu. And I, I say, what's that? And they go, pasta? Oh, okay, I didn't know that one. Love Italy. I mean, gelato. There's so many flavors. So many flavors. If you don't know, there's a place over by the Pantheon that has like, I don't know, 316 or 500. or I mean, there's so many flavors in there. Kind of like our church. So many flavors. Amen? And we need to reach nations. Why? Because the world is on alert right now. The world has had turmoil. The world is uncertain about tomorrow. But guess what? I'm not uncertain about tomorrow. Amen? You don't need to be uncertain about tomorrow. Jesus holds our tomorrow. Somebody say amen. I am sure that God will be with me tomorrow when I wake up. I am sure that Jesus will be with you when you speak his name. That is why you are going to reach the people that are around you. So in case you wonder how we're going to do that vision, our mission is to encourage, to equip, and to expand. My job as your pastor is to encourage you, and the Bible says to equip the saints for the work of the ministry so that we can expand the reach of who Jesus is to this city, to your colleagues, to your university, but I also want to expand your capacity to trust in the Lord. I want you to have your faith expanded beyond your current circumstances. So I want you to be encouraged when you come into the house. I want you to be equipped to navigate problems and turmoil and joy and, and excitement. I want you to be equipped to handle all of it so that at no point in time, good or bad, do you turn and go the wrong direction. Sometimes we say, well, when it's bad, I'll run to Jesus. What about when it's good? How many of you have had an answered prayer in the last two weeks? You don't have to raise your hand or you can raise your hand online. But I know we've had some answered prayers, some powerful answered prayers. That should encourage your faith. That should equip you to do the work that God has called you to do. He didn't call me to do your work. He didn't call you to do her work. He didn't call you to do his work. He called you to be where you are. And in this house, we are encouraged by one another. We are equipped to expand our capacity. Say expand. Type it in the chat. Expand our capacity. I want to be able to do more with my life for Jesus tomorrow than I did last week. I want to be able to say to God, greater things are still ahead because that's what he promised in the scripture. Amen? And so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to reach people of all nations with the gospel of Jesus in this city and around the world. That's why online is so important. 
You know, I have friends like Steve and Melody who are online on Wednesday prayer every week and probably on Sundays. Pastor Wayne and Julie, join us online. They'll be joining us here in a couple weeks. Even when they can't be online, they send me a message. They're in part of our online family. And they send me a message, Pastor Jen, we're going to be late to the prayer meeting online. We have to work late, but we'll see you at about 8 o'clock. We'll join later. That's reaching nations. That's encouraging. Steve told me, wrote me a note. They go to a church in North Carolina. He said, you're never going to believe it. We were sitting in church, and your video came up on the screen. And the church was saying, this is our missionary that we support in Italy. And he's like, that's my pastor online. That's how God works to expand our reach, to encourage spiritual growth. That's why we have discipleship classes. That's why we have water baptism. That's why we do baptism classes. That's why we have kids ministry. That's why we have teen ministry. That's why we have Wednesday night. I want you to be a part of it. If you're struggling during the week and you haven't come to something that we provide in discipleship, then when I pray for you, I'm going to pray that you will be able to juggle your schedule so that you can come to discipleship and then your faith is going to jump alive. Because you keep saying at different times, different ones, I've done it too. Oh God, this week is so hard. Oh God, I'm not sure I can do it. And God is saying, here's my word. Here's the lesson. Here's the teacher. Here's the discipleship. But you're not doing, I'm offering you an answer to your prayer, but you're not doing it. I love you. I'm being your pastor today because I want you to know you're only going to grow as much as you choose to grow. You can't, God can't grow you if you don't choose to grow. I want to equip believers to fulfill their God-given purposes. We don't all have the same purpose, but we have the same reason for our purpose. Hear me. Your purpose may be to work in finance at one of the UN agencies. Your purpose may be, uh, Joel, to be a pharmacist and to be on campus at the university and to minister to the teachers. Your purpose may be to go to another country and to tell of God's faithfulness. Why? Because we're supposed to be the living proof. To reach each other with the love of Christ. You know, my daughter gave me a very nice compliment this week. She said, you know, I'm a mother. I'm a type A mother. We're debating how much they actually got in trouble for not getting, you know, good grades or whatever. I'm like, I don't think I really spanked, but I did. I'm <laughs> she, But she said, Mom, your bounce back is so fast. When something happens, I can see that you have such a good bounce back. You know why? Because the word of God is changing me. Because I'm not, even though I'm getting wiser, notice how I use those words, I'm getting wiser, I still know I'm not wise enough. I still know that I need to stay on the potter's wheel. I still know that I need to do more in my own personal life, also for our corporate life. And lastly, that you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit. This is a Bible-believing church. I believe, we believe in the Bible, right, y'all? <laughs> right, Prince? We believe in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You can't take out the book of Acts and say, never mind, I don't want that book. I believe in the whole Bible, amen? That means God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for the power and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in my life. It is an added dimension that helps me walk in victory, even in the middle of a valley. It's an added dimension that the Holy Spirit gives to you. The Bible says you, the world can't receive the Holy Spirit because they don't understand. They, but you, as a child of God... You have Jesus living in you if you invite him there. Then that means you have full access to everything that God has for you. Power, comfort, wisdom, truth, tenacity, perseverance. Come on, somebody. You have it. Everything you ever needed is in the Holy Spirit. Oh, that was weak. Everything you ever needed is in the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have to believe it. So here's our values. I want to give you some of these values. Remember, this is personal and corporate. I'm asking you to say to the Lord, maybe you take notes, maybe you take screenshots. The first value is that Jesus culture, I believe uh, maybe Alex did it a couple weeks ago, the agape love, or Prince, I can't remember. It's that agape love. It's that God-given love. It is not, hear me, it is not worldly love. That is not the kind of love I'm talking about. In this house, I don't love you because you love me back. That's worldly love. That's flesh love, right? I love God because he loves me back. He loved me first. That is father love. That is agape love. I want you to look at somebody and say, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. That's godly love. I love you. Don't be scared to say it. I love you. <laughs> I saw that angel. I love you. I love you. I love you. That is a value. If you're not careful, you let the world's love get in your mind and you think, mm, I can't say that. I can't say I love you. I don't know. You'll think wrong of me. You'll think I'm flirting or you'll think I'm weird. Not in this house. In this house, it's agape love. It's the love of God. People don't get love out there. They come into God's house because they're looking for love. They're looking for acceptance. They're looking for value. Agape love does that. If you have been rejected, if you have been hurt, if you have not felt the love of a human being, don't worry. Because agape love is always there. Say Jesus. The Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name. Jesus. The second thing is that we have a kingdom mindset. That I don't think about this world according to my mindset. I think about how I'm going to do March. I think about how I'm going to do April. Listen, February, January, February was busy. We went outside the walls of this church. We touched dozens, 
dozens and dozens of new people with the message of Jesus through Inspire. So March, just so you kind of know what kingdom mindset is, March is, okay, let's figure out, let's reboot, let's reset, let's refresh, because April is Easter, and a whole bunch of things are going to start happening, and teams are going to start coming back. You know why this is important? Let me tell you why. The first team that's coming back in April is going to help us do Kids Fest. This is a team from Church Alive that's come probably six times And one of the young ladies on this team, she's a mom, she's been very sick. She was planning to come right before COVID, and she got very sick. And she hasn't been able for probably two years to even go out of her house. In the past year, God began to heal her. And because of the promise and the calling of saying, I want to go link arms with the children at ICF Rome, she's been motivated even in her pain moments. To get out of that bed. To say, God, help me. God, you've got a call on my life. I'm going to bring joy, even though the last two years I've not had that much joy for me. That's what we do as we prepare for someone else to come in. That is a kingdom mindset. Pastor Scooter, who's coming, he loves missions. But COVID kind of freaked everybody out in all over the world, but especially in America. And we're going to be the first trip after COVID for their people to come on. They don't have to do a COVID test. They're so excited to come. When I had my FaceTime call with him, because I have lots of different video calls with people all the time, he cried and said, I've been waiting to come and celebrate. There's no place like ICF Rome, and it gets to be the first place I go after three years. That's a pastor feeling encouraged to touch one, to touch Italy and reach nations. That's a kingdom mindset. It isn't so we can say, oh, we had a kids festival. Check that one off. It's because a child is going to learn John 3.16. A child is going to learn how to translate. A child is going to learn how to worship. Amen? I know y'all are thinking, Pastor Jen, what has happened? Joy is another value. Joy. Can everybody smile? I wish some of y'all could come up here because you know some people just don't smile. Let me see those teeth. (laughs) Good. Beautiful smiles. Beautiful. It makes your face feel better when you smile. (laughs) It definitely makes my heart feel better when you smile. Somebody put a smiley face in the chat online. Joy. But why is it joy? Not because everything's rosy and wonderful all the time. It's the joy of the Lord. Say joy of the Lord. We forget that. It's not like I have joy and therefore I have the Lord. It's the joy of heaven. It's the joy of God in my life. That's what gives me strength. The next one is passion. Zeal and energy are the wheels to our movement and our influence. Passion, compassion, zeal, energy. You have to make up in your mind. 
Maybe some of you don't have to. I love that um, Valerie said, no, I already made up my mind a couple weeks ago. Alfred's daughter, she said, I already made up my mind. I don't even have to ask Jesus. I know I'm going to go to Jesus no matter what. She decided, she decided, she decided. I love that. Sometimes we have to decide again that I'm going to wake up and have passion and zeal. I'm going to go into my job. How many people prayed for a job? And now you have a job. And you don't have zeal and passion about it. And you're like, I don't want to go to work. I hate this company. Oh, I get so frustrated with my colleagues. And Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are up in heaven going, but you asked for it. I gave you what you asked for. You asked for influence. I put you in a place where I need my influence to be there. Think about it. He didn't put us in a place where it's going to be easy. He put us in a place so that you could make a difference in someone else's eternity. That's why passion and zeal are important. Because it is the wheels that keep it going. That's why when you put gas in your car, it goes. That's kind of what passion is. You don't put gas in your car. You don't put money on your Metro Pass. You don't get to ride the subway. Right? Zeal and passion. Excellence over perfection. I want to stress it to you. Nobody's looking for perfection. None of us are perfect. Only God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are perfect. But excellence says I can give God my very best today. I can give him my most excellent effort. Say effort. You can give God your most excellent effort. If one day you're tired and weary... And your most excellent effort is to sit and listen to your scripture on the Bible, then do that. That is your excellent effort that day. But then the next day, that word that went into you needs to change how you get up and do the day. Amen? Mm, it's good. I know you're just going to process it later, but another one relationships matter. In this house, relationships matter. I can't have close relationships with everybody. I would never sleep because I like to, like, hear your story. And I wish I could just line everybody up and just say, like, in seven minutes, tell me where you are, where you came from, how do you know Jesus, what's been the hardest thing in your life, how did you go, get over it, how can I pray for you right now, do you have any sickness, can I pray for your sickness, can I tell you something about me? That's what relationship is. But if we're going to touch one, you can touch one person and have relationship. Amen? You can invite a friend and have relationship. It doesn't mean that it's going to be superficial or fake. It's something that builds. Right? Do you know that we're about to enter the 10th year together? 10 years of me being together with you as your pastor and co-pastor. That's relationship building. I know a whole lot more about Natalie and Angel and Helen than I did 10 years ago. I didn't even know you 10 years ago. Relationships matter, but it takes time. And God wants you to reach out to someone. Reach out to someone and say, join me on Easter Sunday. You have to earn the right to let them know what Jesus has done. Amen? You don't just preach to them. You love them. Perseverance. This one matters to me. We show up. 
We show up. We show up to church. We show up to friendship. We show up to school. Remember, I'm talking to you not just about your personal. These are important character traits for your personal life. Show up. Right? I show up because I want to be there, because I want to listen, because I want to grow, because I want to worship. Because perseverance is something the enemy would like to try to take away from us. Because if you don't persevere, you won't make it across the finish line. Worship team, I want you to come. I'm going to finish this in a couple weeks. But I'm going to give you the last two really quick. It's actually four. But honesty and integrity is another one of our values. In this place, you can be honest. In this place, you can elevate your standards with the Lord. We heard about integrity last week. And grace and accountability. And what does that mean, Pastor Jen? Grace and accountability. Sin, hear me, sin destroys your life. So as a pastor, I can't say, oh, yeah, go ahead and do all those things that the Bible tells you not to do. And I'll just pray that God doesn't see it. Sin destroys our life. So there's accountability. But grace is the love of God, right? The agape love of God. The fact that we have relationship. And so hear me, church. Personally, I love. Personally, I give grace. But corporately, we give grace. We give grace. We love people. We say, you know what? You had a bad year. You had a bad six months. You had a bad Friday night. Let's pray together. I don't tell everybody everything, right? Because you shouldn't either. But what we can do is say, you know what? God's grace is sufficient. Say it. God's grace is sufficient. He has amazing grace. We're going to celebrate Easter so that the grace of God and the purposes of God and the passion of the Holy Spirit can come alive in your life. Romans 12.1 says this. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God. To be his sacred, living sacrifice. And live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. I want you to stand with me all over this place. I want you to have the DNA of heaven, the DNA of Abba, the DNA of agape love, the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace of Jesus Christ, the virtue of the Word of God flowing in your life. Because when you're at work this week, I might not be available for a quick phone call, but Jesus is as close as the mention of His name. When you're about to lay your head on your pillow tonight or tomorrow or next week and you're wondering, what does my future hold? You're also going to remember, Agape Father loves me. He holds me. He is Adonai. Can you say it? Adonai. I believe. I know that I think they're going to sing shift. I 
want you to say to the Lord right now, Father, I want you to be my master. Father, I want you to shift the atmosphere of our mindset. I want you to expand the borders of our knowledge, not just the borders of our tent or our finances or our resources, but Father, expand the borders of our capacity to trust in Jesus. As the worship team begins to sing, I want you to take this moment. I want you to say to Jesus whatever you need to say. He loves you. He knows you. He made you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that the Word of God truly permeates our heart and changes our mindset so we can walk in victory. So today, if something in the message spoke to you, I want you to invite Jesus to be in control in a new way, in a broader way, in a total way. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I invite you right now, I invite you right now to take control of my life. I thank you, God, that you are forgiving me of sin. You are helping me to walk in a new, right relationship with you. And Jesus, from this day forward, I give all of my heart to you, all of my steps to you. And I trust that with your help, Jesus, I can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray for your miracle in motion. I know that there are many people who watch online and you have walked through some difficult circumstances already this year. So, Father, right now, for that one who is saying, I need that prayer, I need to know that Jesus hears me, that God sees me, that he's working on my behalf, I pray the Holy Spirit that you will come into that place where they're watching right now. You will increase their faith. You will remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. You are Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God in the midst of anxiety and turmoil. Father, meet every need of your son or daughter that's watching right now. Son or daughter of the Most High God, hear the Lord say to you, I am working. Your miracle is in motion. I'm going to turn your chaos into peace. I'm going to turn your storm into victory. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. And he wants to heal your body, mind, and spirit. I want your faith to grow in Jesus' name. If you were here, I'd put my hands on your forehead for your thinking and your shoulders for letting you know that you've got someone holding up your arms today. So Lord, I pray that today the one watching this service online would feel the presence of the Lord. They would know that they are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you and your victory is in motion. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Now I also want to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you partner together with your family of faith. I want you to write me. I want you to send me an email. Click on the link. Write us on Facebook or the church website, icfrome.org. And know that today is the beginning of the best week you're going to have so far. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus.